Welcome back to Race Report, everyone. It is the Austrian Grand Prix for 2022, and we're covering the full weekend because the weekend was a bit of a special one, this one. It was a sprint race weekend. Now, if you don't know what a sprint race weekend is, I will include a link in the description that will go over all of the basics of what a sprint race is. Essentially, we only have a couple of them per year, and this was one. So I will be covering the Friday qualifying, I'll be covering the Saturday sprint race, and of course, I will be covering the regular Sunday race. So let's get stuck straight in, shall we? We'll start with Friday qualifying, and out in Q1, we had Ricardo, both Aston Martins, Joe, and Latifi which did mean Alex Albon actually got into Q2 in his Williams, his upgraded Williams, which is very good to see. But then he did also go out in Q2 along with Norris, both the AlphaTauri and Valtteri Bottas as well. It was also great to see both Hasses going so well in qualifying after their double point score last weekend. But in Q3, things got a little bit messy. We saw both Mercedes at separate times cause red flags for crashing into the barriers. Both Hamilton and Russell hit the barriers in Q3, causing red flags. But when it was all said and done, Verstappen qualified on pole with Leclerc in second and Sainz in third. So that was the starting grid for the Saturday sprint race. Curiously, after the event, we actually heard Sergio Perez was investigated after the event for his lap in Q2. He had a Q2 time deleted meaning he actually started all the way down in 13th. But it did also rob Pierre Gasly of a place in Q3. I'm not sure why they couldn't have just checked that whilst it was happening. I mean, it's track limits, so it's very easy to see. A big question there for the FIA of why that had to happen after the event. But regardless of all that, the sprint race did happen on the Saturday, 30 odd minutes, very, very short, very frantic quite usually. Uh, and even before the event got started, we had some drama. Alonso retired before the event had even started. So that meant he would drop to the back of the grid for the Sunday race, and he's not able to score points in the Saturday race. Once we got going, it wasn't long till the drama started. Verstappen did get away well, and he kept both Ferraris behind him. But there was contact going into turn one between Hamilton and Gasly. And Gasly went for a spin as a result. Immediately after that, actually, there was a really good fight between both Ferraris for second place. Leclerc ended up winning that one and keeping signs behind him. But the big movers for the Saturday sprint was Hamilton. He was further back than he should have been after that spin with Gasly. Perez, obviously, he's starting 13th after that Friday qualifying. And Norris as well. They're all kind of coming from places where they really shouldn't have been. So they were moving forward. They were the guys to watch for sure. Another guy to watch for all the wrong reasons was actually Alex Albon. He was getting into the wars a little bit and ended up getting a five second penalty due to pushing Norris off the track. And towards the end of the sprint, we also saw another amazing Schumacher fight. Second time in a row toward the end of the race, he is absolutely going hammer and tongs with somebody. This time it was Hamilton, really good fight. A little bit of like inter-team dynamics there where he requested Magnussen drop back a little bit so he could get the DRS off him and keep Hamilton behind him. Magnussen instead went faster, and uh, I don't think Schumacher was too happy about that. So a little bit of drama there perhaps, but in the end Schumacher did drop back behind Hamilton 
Ad Verstappen went on to win the sprint with Leclerc finishing second and Sainz in third. So that's how they lined up for the Sunday race. Of course, the Saturday sprint not only offers you a small amount of points, but it also lines up the grid for the Sunday race. We saw Bottas and Alonso, as I mentioned previously, start from the back. It was a clean getaway, and there was a brilliant fight for third place between Sainz, Russell, and Perez, which lasted about half a lap until Russell and Perez had a tangle at turn four with Perez going off into the gravel and having massive damage to his car. So he's down at the back of the grid, has to pit immediately. Russell does get a five second penalty for that instant as well because it's basically the same as what we saw a few years ago with Albon and Hamilton. We then have a fun fight for the lead actually between Verstappen and Leclerc. It lasted a good couple laps and it was really decent. And it finally got done on lap 12. Leclerc managed to pass Verstappen with actually a really great move. It was very, very precise and very calculated. Great move. Leclerc moves up into first place. Verstappen slides into the second. We then see Verstappen pit on lap 14. He goes onto the hard tyres. It does move him down into eighth place. It was a very early pit stop. It made it very clear that he was going to try and do a two stop as well. That kind of started off the train of everybody else that wanted to do a two stop also moving onto those tyres around that time. And of course, it also made for good racing as well because Verstappen down in eighth, he's not going to stay there for very long. He starts making the moves. He's back up into third even before Ferraris had had a chance to pit. We're continuing to see some really great fights up and down the field as well. Like these new regulations have really changed how cars can do battle at times. We saw five cars from four separate teams fighting hard around multiple corners. I know Joe, Alonso, Norris and both Haas cars go around multiple corners trying to overtake each other. I think Joe was the big loser actually. He lost four places because of that battle. We have to wait till lap 27 before we see our first Ferrari pit and it is Charles Leclerc. He comes in for fresh tyres, hard tyres and he is going to look like doing a one-stop. He comes out in third behind Sainz and Verstappen but we know Verstappen's going to have to stop again at this stage. Ferrari do the exact same with Sainz on the very next lap. This is an interesting strategy. I must admit I thought Ferrari were going to try and split things. Obviously have one go on to two stop, one go on to one stop and then whichever strategy works you've got the best of both worlds right. That's not what they did. They kept both cars on the same strategy, a one stop strategy and at this stage of the race it looked like it was going to work out anyway. It doesn't take long for Charles Leclerc to cruise up behind Verstappen and pretty easily pass him on lap 33, to be honest. It's also around this time that we start seeing penalties, like absolute, so many penalties just being handed out like candy for track limit violations. The stewards seem to be really, really on that during the race. Black and white flags flying everywhere, penalties just being handed out to anybody who needed them. It was, you know, kind of crazy to keep track of, honestly. Luckily for us, though, it didn't really affect the top end of the grid. It was more, you know, the mid and the bottom side of the grid that it really kind of took hold. But it was on lap 37 that we saw Verstappen come in to make his second stop. Of course, he comes back out in third place behind both the Ferraris. We also see Vettel and Gasly have the exact same instant as Russell and Perez earlier. Vettel's the one who ends up in the gravel and Gasly is the man who ends up with the five second penalty. And speaking of Russell actually, it's at this point of the race where it's like really noticeable that he's having a fairly good comeback race. He's complaining about the pace of his car 
but he's actually doing a really good job. He's quite entertaining to watch as he's coming through the field. The Hasses actually were a really good watch this race as well. They were always in a battle with someone, and if they weren't in a battle with someone else, they were in a battle with each other, trying to maintain that kind of like 6th, 7th, 8th place, kind of around that point. On lap 49, we see a bit of a surprise. Charles Leclerc comes in for a pit stop. He does come out behind Verstappen, and I made a note here. Does he have the pace to pass and catch him before the end? Spoiler alert, he absolutely does. It happens almost immediately. Um, Ferrari do the exact same with Sainz as well. So now Verstappen's leading the Grand Prix. They've given up track position to Max Verstappen to take these second pit stops. But they're obviously on much fresher tyres. And they've got a fair few laps to go to try and catch him. And like I said, Charles Leclerc does it almost immediately. Gets up very quickly up, straight up behind him. And it seems like a straightforward drive to the end now. Gets around him. And, you know, there's not many laps to go, so straightforward drive to the end, right? Incorrect. Definitely incorrect, because Sainz goes to do the exact same thing, and as he pulls up behind Verstappen, his engine blows up, creating all sorts of drama and all sorts of problems, as you may expect. That engine blew up resulted in a virtual safety car, so as you can imagine, a ton of people come in for a cheap pit stop. So we even see Leclerc and Verstappen come in for new tyres, medium tyres this time, slightly softer tyres, slightly faster tyres, so they can race it out to the end. We also hear Charles Leclerc report problems with his throttle pedal around this time as well, saying it won't go back to zero. So basically, as he's pulling his foot off the pedal, it's not coming up to you know the neutral point. At one point, he says he's actually having to pull it up with his own foot. Boy, that must be scary when you're driving 200 mile an hour, having to pull the throttle pedal up. So that creates a bit of late drama. As you might imagine, Verstappen does sense that blood in the water. He's openly told on the radio that there is blood in the water. Uh, so he's kind of trying to chase down as best he can. And there's definitely a sense at this point in the race that Ferrari might have thrown away a very easy 1-2 with reliability problems. But luckily for them, Leclerc can get it to the end. He can make it home. He finishes in first place. Verstappen comes home in second. He also takes the fastest lap, gets an extra point for that. And Hamilton is actually the one that benefits and gets the podium spot due to Science's retirement. That's Leclerc's first win since Australia. It feels like it's been forever. He definitely should have been on there, for sure. He's definitely had the pace. He's just not had the reliability. He's just not had the luck. He finally had, well, at least luck, if not reliability with that pedal. But uh, he got down in the end. He wins. Further down the field, we actually saw a really good drive from Russell, as I mentioned earlier. He finished in fourth after being right down the back at one stage. Same for Alonso. He literally started at the back due to retiring in the sprint race. And he managed to get a point. He finished in 10th place. We also saw a double score for Haas. Mick Schumacher once again picking up points. He's on a roll now. A double point score for Alpine. They'll be happy with that. Ocon had a very lonely race, but good point score for him as well. And a double point score for McLaren. Important for Ricciardo get, to get points on the board. I'm sure they'll be happy with that as well. And it's the second week in a row that we've had great battles up and down the field. We've had some late drama caused by reliability. And you've got a feel for Sainz. The hero one week. And now, all taken away this following week. Man, everyone can be a cruel world sometimes, can't it? What did you guys think of the race? Let me know in the comments. 
let me know over on social media at race report pod feel free to subscribe and stick around our next race is paul ricard in france in a couple weeks time so i'm looking forward to bringing you that